It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, LVD heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, we're kicking things off. We're going into the future. And for show number 137, for the week of February 18th, 2016, we have none other than Lisa Sims stepping in here at the show. Now, for all of you D-heads out there, you may know Lisa from a variety of different Disney projects, including Snow Buddies, and of course, as Phil Diffie's mom on the hit Disney Channel show, Phil of the Future. And Lisa's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things, what it was like being part of this classic Disney Channel series and Phil the Future, Snow Buddies, Dragonfly, Young and the Restless, commercials, and so much more from her long-standing career. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, I say it every single week, and this week it's true once again. You have the questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions with I Want to Know. We have Nathan dusting off those books and taking that look back at what just happened this week in Disney history. We have Cody, who's taking that stroll down the Hollywood Walk with a deeper look at our special guest here this week with Lisa Sims. We also have Paige stopping in from the Walt Disney World Resort as she's there on the college program with another magical music review for all of you D-heads. Let's not forget Jason, who's going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD. You want to add your collection. And finally, let's not forget all the multimedia, the gadgets, the technology, as we have Randy stopping in with this week's Disney Multimedia. There is tons of news hot off the D-wire from the Disney parks, Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland, the Disney Channel, Gravity Falls, Disneyland's Diamond Celebration, and so much more. So get ready as we have a jam-packed show as we are kicking off into the future here this week. And come on, it is a special day for me personally because what week wouldn't it be without me talking about my kids, which I know some of you are probably tired of hearing, but this week, my son Tyler actually turns six years old. I don't know where time is going, but Tyler is turning six years old. So happy birthday, Tyler, and we have a special song to kick off the show here this week for that. So before we jump into this week's show, kick things off here, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey'sTravel.com. Now, Mickey's Travel is proud to be a sponsor of Diz Radio, and their travel agency prides themselves on legendary service, knowledge, and expertise and experience that's going to help you have the most magical Walt Disney World vacation that you can plan for your family. They're going to help you make those dining reservations, book those trips, get those fast passes in place, and make it the most seamless and magical vacation that you can possibly have. They're also a 100% free, no-fee travel agency. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here on Diz Radio, you're also going to get some goodies. Yes, you're going to get lanyards, autograph books, and so much more. So don't forget to mention that you heard about them here on Diz Radio. So definitely check them out. Mickey'sTravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as I mentioned, we're going to take a trip into the future. And what better way than to jump into the future with the birthday of my six-year-old son. So with that, it may not be super futuristic, but Tyler... It's time to celebrate you, celebrate your birthday. This one's for you, buddy. Let's officially kick off this week's show for show number 137 for the week of February 18th, 2016. And I'll be right back, all VD heads. Oh, oh. 
Greatest of all sled dogs, Talon, lives in a cave where snow turns to rock. His power is so great that the northern lights will shine brighter than ever before. Sometimes you just have to have faith. Please, for Christmas, if there's any way you could surprise me with a dog sled team. wrong with the ground? It's cold. We're surrounded by vanilla ice cream. Disney proudly presents Snow Bunnies. There's five of you, and you just drop from the sky? This is Butterball, Buddha, B-Dog, and Mudbud. I'm Rosebud. Name's Shasta, and I'm an Alaskan Husky. A young boy with a dream. You know how your dad feels? It's too dangerous after what happened. Those dogs weren't just part of my team. They were family. And a family trying to find a way home. We have to get back to Fernfield. Are facing their greatest adventure ever. Sometimes helping others is the surest way to help yourself. All in favor of starting a dog sled team, say aye. Aye! We can do this. Now with guidance from a legend. You must trust your lead dog. They'll discover their destiny. I'm here to sign up for the race. Your father sent a little boy to do a man's job? This here is a treacherous race. That's some of the meanest terrain on dogs wide earth. We're a team now, guys. Come on, Adam, you can do it. Snow Buddies. You're not mad? I'm too proud to be mad. <laughs> New movie. It's not like they can talk. Sometimes it really feels like they can. Coming to Disney DVD February 2008. Hi everybody, this is Lisa Sims from Phil of the Future and Snow Buddies. You are listening to Disney On Demand. Meet a boy named Phil and his family On vacation from the 22nd century Got a rented time machine and they're on their way To a time way, way, way back in the day And now he's Phil, Phil, Phil Keeping it together just as best as he can Phil, 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 the future He's a 22nd century man On a holiday through history But the final destination was a mystery So something on the time machine had flown So they ended up right here in our time zone And now he's Phil, 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 the future Never knew in history just where he would land Phil, 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 it's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 137 for the week of February 18th, 2016, and happy birthday to one of my little children here, Tyler, who's really not so little anymore, turning six today. That kickoff of the show was just for you, buddy. So we have a lot of fun things on the horizon here this week. We have Lisa Sims, who's stopping in, who you know from Phil of the Future, Snow Buddies, Dragonfly, Young and the Restless, numerous commercials, and so much more. And Lisa's gonna stop in here and chat about a variety of different things, her career, Phil of the Future, and all kinds of fun. We also have the D team stopping in. Yes, we have Aaron, Nathan, Cody, Paige, Jason, and Randy, 
all stopping in here this week. Wow, that is a mouthful. They're all stopping in here this week with their signature segments, and they're going to bring all kinds of magic, memories, and so much fun to you. So there's tons of news hot off the D-Wire. So before I jump into that news, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete podcast archives, our lifetime of Disney player, Disney memes, and so much more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with all the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also join our DizWire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, little, magical show here at Disney On Demand. And remember, if you want to just, you can't wait, you just want to get that show right there on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, as soon as it gets released, just subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your device as soon as it gets released. And you can do that through iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and you can find all of these links and more, including our Magical Memories Hotline, on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, it is time to jump into that news hot off the D-Wire. And how about toys? Yes, we all love toys. And how about Tomy unleashing a full line of toys inspired by Walt Disney Animation Studios' Zootopia? Yes, Tomy International announced this week that the retail arrival of its line of toys inspired by the highly anticipated Walt Disney Animation Studios film Zootopia has been released. Now, as a leading global toy manufacturer and distributor, Tomy has translated to the world of Zootopia, a mammal metropolis where various animals live and thrive. Now, in a comprehensive line of action figures, they're going to have figures, vehicles, play sets, role-playing plush toys that are going to appeal to all fans of all ages, and come on, all of us Disney fans are of all ages, and they're going to have the complete character ensemble from the film, debuting theatrically on March 4th, 2016. Now, the intricately detailed toys capture the personalities with lights, sounds, songs, and the goal is to inspire fans to recreate the fun and adventure of Zootopia. Now, the city of Zootopia, for many of you who aren't familiar with this Disney film coming out, is a mammal metropolis where animals of all sizes work and play together, and Tomy's toy line offers the same broad range of characters, from the largest elephant to the smallest shrew. Now, when Judy Hopps becomes the first rabbit to join the police force, she quickly learns how tough it is to fit in. Now, with Judy's police cruiser from Tomy, children can play their own chase scenes, capture robbers, and more. Now, there are going to be a variety of different toys that are going to happen. They're going to have the core figure line. Now, this is the one for a lot of the people that are collectors, like myself. I'm going to say I'm a big kid, but also my children as well. They're going to have collectible figures with full articulation, and the character pack will include two figures and they're going to retail for about $8.99. Now there's also the Zootopia plush. It's going to be a talking plush with sounds ranging at about 12 inches in size and it's going to be about $20. Now there is role playing as well. Now you're going to have Judy's carrot recorder and badge and Judy Hopps always carries two things when she's on the job. Her Zootopia police department badge and her trusty carrot recorder. And now kids can get that as well and it's going to range for about $14.99. Now, as Tomy has officially released, we are excited to create toys celebrating the rich and whimsical characters of Zootopia, said Senior Vice President of Toy and Hobby at Tomy. Now, the toy line is now available at retail locations worldwide in time for the United States movie premiere on March 4th and for Easter gift giving. And what wouldn't be more ideal 
than giving a rabbit, right, Officer Judy Hopps, in the lineup for Easter. Makes complete sense. So now you can get your toys and get ready for Zootopia coming to theaters March 4th with the all-new Tomy Toy Line. Now moving right along here, let's continue with toys. Now there is a lot of toy news, and I'm not going to bombard you with toy news because many people may not know that the Toy International Festival was this last week. But Silvergate has signed a three-year Global Master toy renewal deal with everybody's favorite on the Disney Channel, the Octonauts. Yes, with Fisher-Price. Now Silvergate Media, the international TV production and licensing company focused on preschool children's entertainment, is based in New York and London, has now signed a three-year master toy renewal deal for Octonauts. Yes, the undersea preschool adventure that is the property with Fisher-Price Incorporated, and it's one of the world's leading manufacturers of infant and preschool toys and a subsidiary of Mattel. Now, everybody loves Octonauts. I mean, it is one of those that appears on a variety of different channels. You can see it on the Disney Channel here in the United States and other places throughout the world. Now, Fisher-Price has been Silvergate's toy partner for Octonauts since 2011, with the brand establishing Octonauts in the UK, Europe, Australia, Korea, and the United States. Now, the successful toy launch is underway in China with Russia to follow as well this coming fall. Now, Octonauts is now in its fourth season, and it's aired in over 100 countries across the world, including, like I said, Disney Channel, Australia, France, and even Germany. And there's just so many different things with Octonauts. It's a great learning tool, you know, in that typical Mickey Mouse Clubhouse kind of style. It's here's your learning here, you know, for all of you parents out there whose kids are too old for Octonauts. It's a fun little show. Now, as the CEO of Silvergate has said, we are thrilled to have renewed our partnership with Fisher-Price, demonstrating our commitment to working with world-class partners to develop fantastic toys. Octonauts is now truly a global property, and it continues to go from strength to strength as unique and exciting preschool brand. So now they have signed an all-new master toy renewal agreement for an additional three years, so I don't think we're going to see the Octonauts disappearing anytime soon. Now, moving away from sitting in front of the television with everything I've been talking about so far and movie screens, let's get out. Let's go running. Let's go canoeing. Let's just have some fun, and you know where I'm going with this. And how about Adventures by Disney? Yes, Adventures by Disney is now offering all new ways to explore America in 2016. Now, Adventures by Disney, an award-winning leader in guided group travel worldwide, has announced this week that there are three new United States vacations available beginning this summer. Now, as they're putting it, it's going to be exhilarating, educational, and entertaining, and these vacations showcase the diverse destinations in Central Florida, Montana, and Washington, D.C., as well as Philadelphia, offering families unforgettable ways to bond and explore America. Now, each of the week-long trips is filled with activities that are unique to the destinations that they're visiting. In Central Florida, families will enjoy an unprecedented backstage access and VIP experiences at the Walt Disney World Resort. That's one that I really need to get on. They're also going to airboat through Florida marshlands and thrill the Space Coast. Montana offers all kinds of camping or glamping, as you put it, near Yellowstone National Park and many other things. Now, as they have officially released in their press statement, Adventures by Disney is proud to showcase the majestic landscapes, riveting history, and diverse experiences available throughout America on these other itineraries, said Ken Potrock, Senior Vice President of Adventures by Disney. Now is a wonderful time to explore the United States, and with all of these additional vacations, we found new ways to offer exciting, varied activities to appeal to every member of your family. Now, they do have some fantastic things. Like I said, for all of us Disney fans out there, just going to the Magic Kingdom and getting special treatment, 
Now, some of the highlights of the new adventures at the Walt Disney World Resort and Central Florida, now you're going to have unforgettable and unprecedented trips that you are going to just find completely exciting. Now, you can take part in a privately guided safari at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park and go behind the scenes of the revolutionary Rivers of Light show before taking a VIP seat to enjoy the nighttime spectacular. Now, you can also savor the unique class dining opportunities with exclusive dinner at Disney's Contemporary Resort in the Chef's Kitchen. I love sitting in the chef's kitchen. That right there is always fun. If you've never done it, see if uh, you know a restaurant offers it. It is unique, it's fun, it's great to do. Now you can also learn how Disney magic is created and receive a special behind the scenes access during a one of a kind experience with Walt Disney Imagineers. You can enjoy special Disney FastPass Plus selections and you can also enjoy Central Florida's unique natural wonders on land by zipline, swamp buggy and horseback and also in kayaks and an airboat. Now in Montana, it's slightly different. For all of you that really want some adventures, as they're saying, go glamping, which for some of you don't know is glamorous camping, but you all know all of you D-heads. I'm a hardcore tent camper, not glamping, but this one sounds like something I might have to do. Now, right next to Yellowstone National Park, there's a dude ranch experience that's beautiful. It's called Big Sky, and they have where you can enjoy the serenity of upscale camping, explore nature while biking in the backcountry, and listen to storytelling under the stars. You get hands-on authentic dude ranch complete with family fun activities, horseback riding, whitewater rafting, fly fishing, and private riverside cookouts. Now you can also experience the wonders of Yellowstone National Park during its centennial of the National Park Service and witness the explosive power of Old Faithful. Now, moving into one of the capitals, how about Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia? Now, you can also experience American history in all new ways. Now, you can take a tour of Philadelphia on a privately guided trolley excursion with remarkable landmarks such as the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall, and the Reading Terminal Market. Now, you can walk in the footsteps of such historical figures as George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, Betsy Ross, while visiting Washington, D.C. landmarks including the Capitol, Library of Congress, and the Museum, and more. Now you can also discover the history of Gettysburg and so much more. So the Adventures by Disney is keeping it here in the United States, doing something fun for everybody. I mean, everything from the Magic Kingdom to history, presidents, I mean, camping. It's awesome and all over the board. If you want to find out more, definitely check out Adventures by Disney or call any of your travel agents that they have, even Mickey's Travel, and they'll be able to hook you up. Now moving right along here, let's get away from camping in the outdoors and let's get into technology. And how about Disney Infinity 3.0 is coming on March 1st. Yes, the world of Disney Infinity 3.0 is expanding at a rapid pace and it receives Star Wars The Force Awakens and Rise Against the Empire playsets when it's expected to launch its Marvel Battlesground playset this March. Now fans of Disney Infinity 3.0 are probably wondering what other content is being planned for the game and this week Disney has revealed its plans to hold a digital event that will discuss what's coming next on March 1st. So you want to set your calendars for that because they're going to let you know as to what's coming for Disney Infinity. Now the Disney Infinity next digital event will have Disney Infinity's general manager and senior vice president John Blackburn and VP of production John Finocci present as we learn what's coming for Disney Infinity 3.0. Now it's Zootopia releasing on March 4th. We'll be sure that we're going to be hearing more about its playsets during the upcoming event as well as Marvel Battlegrounds and the additional Disney films that are 
are going to be released this year with the Jungle Book, Finding Dory, the Big Friendly Giant, Pete's Dragon, and so much more that I'm sure are going to be seeing figures as part of Disney Infinity. So set your calendar, Disney Infinity event is coming on March 1st, 2016, as they're going to release what's coming for the franchise and this gaming system and gaming platform that we all know and love. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, I'm going to take a break here. We still have tons of news hot off the D-Wire, but I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team because you have questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know. We also have Nathan dusting off those books and telling you what just happened this week in Disney history and so much more. So lots of fun things on the horizon. We have the D-Team, and before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. Now, Mickey's Travel is proud to be a sponsor of Diz Radio, and they are known for their legendary service, knowledge, and expertise to help you plan and book your most magical Walt Disney World vacation and make it the most special that you could possibly have for your family. From dining reservations, booking that trip, your fast pass, they're going to make it the most magical. And come on, if you mention you heard about them here on Diz Radio, you're going to get goodies. It doesn't get better than that. From autograph books to lanyards, just that something extra, that something a little magical, just by mentioning that you heard about them here on Diz Radio. So definitely check them out, mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads out there, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. We have more coming as we gear up for our very special guest, Lisa Sims from Phil the Future, Snow Buddies, Young and the Restless, and so much more stopping in here very shortly. So come on. Let's have some fun. Let's just keep the future going because, hey, whether you're from Phil the Future, you're a kid from the 80s, the 90s, today, you're all the kids of the future. Be right back, LVD heads. Standing on a dirty old rooftop Down below the cars in this city go rushing by I sit here alone and I wonder why
birth <laughs> their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk right down that yes <laughs> Disneyland is a magical place I remember the time me and two of my friends went to Disneyland I was 10 years old and it was the greatest day of my life in fact it was the day that Disneyland first opened my mom dropped us oh, off wait, wait and Woody Disneyland is celebrating its 35th birthday. The day that it opened, you had not yet been born. Oh, no, no. It was the opening day, all right. There were people everywhere with these special Mickey Mouse-shaped balloons. They have those every day. Yeah, but do they have a parade down Main Street every day? Yes. With fireworks? <laughs> Listen to this. I know it was the first day because every flower in every garden in the whole park was blooming, and there was not a piece of trash anywhere. But what are you, Disneyland is always like that. But Mickey Mouse was there, and he actually shook my hand. We've all met him. They're there all the time. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, they're all there. Goofy? Yeah. You mean Goofy? Yeah. yeah. What's he really like? Oh, great big guy. Gotta have a size 16 shoe, I think. Believe it. All this time, I thought my experience was so special, and now I find out it's just plain old everyday stuff. Everyone who goes out to Disneyland meets Mickey and sees a parade and goes to the haunted house and falls in love with the girl of their dreams in a dark corridor. Oh, wait a second, buddy. Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice behind the characters Goofy, Pluto, and many of your other Disney favorites. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone got a chance to watch the final episode of Gravity Falls. I know me and my son are going to really miss this show. Well, you guys have been busy sending in questions, so let's reach into the virtual mailbag and see what questions we have for this week. First question is from William G. of Plano, Texas, and he writes, I have a question, Diz Radio. I was listening to some old CDs from the Disney Library, and then got me wondering about Disney's The Black Cauldron. Was that ever released as a soundtrack on LP or CD anywhere, even out of the United States? I'm trying to find it now, and it's like a quest, and I can't find anything. Any help would be great. Well, the music for this film was composed and conducted by Elmer Bernstein. This soundtrack has been released on LP and on CD. The vinyl version was released in 1985 with nine tracks. The CD was released in 2012 by Entrada, and it has an expanded 32 tracks. Both versions are available for purchase on Amazon. Our next question is from Yvette of Chicago, Illinois, and she writes, Aaron of Disney On Demand, question to give to you. I love the classic Disney television specials. I kind of recall one that had cheers on it. One of the cast members of Cheers was remembering going to Disney World or Disneyland. Any idea what I'm remembering? Thanks, Aaron. I believe you're remembering Mickey Mouse's 60th birthday special. It aired on NBC on November 18, 1988. Mickey's going through an old trunk when he finds a sorcerer's hat from the Sorcerer's Apprentice. He's warned by the sorcerer not to use other people's magic when he has his own. But when Roger Rabbit destroys the set when he accidentally mistakes a stick of dynamite for a birthday candle, Mickey uses the hat's magic to fix the damage. Mickey then vanishes and the sorcerer punishes him by casting a spell on him in which anyone he runs into fails to recognize him as Mickey Mouse. 
He's returned to the real world where he's found by Andy Keaton of Family Ties. Mickey's dejected since he's not recognized. He heads to the bar from Cheers, but realizes he has no money to buy a drink. He then sings the happy birthday song to Rebecca Howe, cheering her up so much that she takes him out to dinner and a movie. While Disney Company sends out a search party to find him, at one point, Donald Duck is suspected of Mickey's disappearance, but Mickey returns by the end of the special to Disneyland. He uses his own magic to cheer up a sad custodian at the park, which breaks the spell the sorcerer had placed on him. Mickey then joins the parade to celebrate his birthday. Well, I hope this is what you're remembering. The entire special can be seen on YouTube. Well, our final question this week is from Drew Healy of A New D-Head, and he writes, Diz Radio, great show. I think it's my newest favorite Disney podcast I have discovered. Your production skills are off the charts. I have a question for I want to know, and I hope it finds where it needs to go. I was trying to remember a Disney Channel series that was short-lived, It was almost like pre-Good Luck Charlie style. It had a brother and a sibling who were from one parent and one from another household, and the parents got married. Okay, well, not so much Good Luck Charlie, more Brady Bunch, I guess. Any thoughts on the series? Well, I believe the show you're remembering was called Life with Derek. Life with Derek is a Canadian television sitcom that aired on the Disney Channel in the United States. The series premiered on September 18, 2005, and ran for four seasons, ending its run on March 25, 2009. The series starred Michael Cedar and Ashley Leggett as the two oldest children in a stepfamily. It ended with 70 episodes and one spin-off television film entitled Vacation with Derek. The show was about George Venturi, a divorced man from London, Ontario, who had custody of his three children from a previous marriage, sons Derek and Edwin, and daughter Marty. He marries a divorced woman named Nora McDonald, who has two daughters of her own from a previous marriage, Casey and Lizzie. Up until that point, Casey was perfectly content with her life, growing up as the oldest child in a household in Toronto, Ontario, with only her mother and sister had suited her well and brought her up as a self-sufficient and independent young woman. After George and Nora's marriage, the McDonald's move in with the Venturis in London, Ontario. Casey was originally upset about having to move to London, Ontario from Toronto, a much bigger city, for many reasons including Derek, but she eventually got over her own problems and agreed to move there for Nora and George's sake once she saw how much they cared for each other. Well, the first three seasons have been released on DVD, and there are episodes you can watch on YouTube. I hope this is a show that you were thinking about. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads.
Cooper dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Imagineer that. Hey, I'm Michael with Imagineer that. Want to learn how to use your creativity to solve problems? What if what you're looking at isn't what you think it is? Just because you think you've seen it before doesn't mean you've seen it all. The more questions you ask, the more answers you'll get. So get creative with your approach and keep asking, what if? Questioning everything is one of the great creativity sparks from the Disney Imagineers. And when you're creating together, you're learning together. You, me, and Disney Channel. Imagineer that. Me, Derek. He's used to being king of the castle. I've got home house advantage. He's used to getting his own way. Are you interrupting the director? Derek wins. He always wins. And he's used to doing things in his own style. Hey, those are for everyone. Hi. No matter what. <laughs> Don't you ever want to live a little dangerously? <laughs> Life with Derek. Weekends at 635.30 Central on Disney Channel. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on DizRadio.com. One little spark of inspiration is at the heart <laughs> of all creation. Right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark lights up for you. Oh, hello there. So glad you could come along. I am the Dream Finder. <laughs> Musical notes. What delightful melodies those will make. I love these flights of fancy. Searching the universe for sounds, colors, ideas, anything that sparks the imagination. A sunbeam. That's a good one. Oh, everything I collect can inspire amazing and marvelous new ideas. And you never know what kind of figment you may come up with. Oh, here's my favorite. Two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow, horns of a steer, but a lovable fellow. From head to tail, he's royal purple pigment, and there, voila, you've got a figment, a figment of imagination. <laughs> Dreamfinder, I'm just right. Uh, 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 not quite. Huh? I'll throw in a dash of childish delight. <laughs> Look, Figment, some new friends have joined us. Can they imagine too? Of course! Imagination is something that belongs to all of us. You mean everyone can think up new things. <laughs> That's right, Figment. And every sparkling idea can lead to even more. So many times we're stumbling in the dark, and then you What a spark! How are we going to use lightning? Hmm. We can combine it with ghostly shivers on a stormy night and turn them into a tale of fright. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh look, look, a rainbow. I'll use that to paint with. Now you've got it. Wow, wow, wow. Numbers, letters, papers for writing, costumes, makeup, stages for lighting, tears off laughter. <laughs> what about science? Science? We'll need electron beams and crystal prisms, gyroscopes and magnetism, holy grail Hold and on, Figment. Why? The idea bag is full. It is? Let's start making new things. Now, wait. 
first we must store these ideas with the others in the dream port. Are we almost there? Oh, the dream port is never far away when you use your imagination. Come on, everybody, let's we go! We all have sparks. Imagination. Yeah. That's how our minds create creations. <laughs> right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark lights up for you. Oh, boy. Imagination. Imagination. A dream can be a dream come true. With just that spark in me and you. Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I'm Nathan, ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So as always, branching off that, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback to This Week in Dis Radio History with show number 63 from February of 2014, featuring Jenna Von Oy, who you may know of Blossom fame, as well as the voice of Stacy in a Goofy movie. Jump back two years with us for another great interview. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we're going to go to 1919, when discharged from the U.S. Navy on this day is Roy O. Disney, one of Walt's brothers. He's going to return back to Kansas City at this time and resume his job at the First National Bank. In 1928, Disney's Oswald the Lucky Rabbit silent cartoon, Africa Before Dark, in which Oswald is a big game hunter, is released. In 1929, the original Hollywood Brown Derby restaurant opens at 1624 Vine Street in California. In 1950, Disney's animated feature film Cinderella is officially released, making it the 12th animated feature released by Disney. In 1956, Keller's Jungle Killers, a circus act in the Mickey Mouse Club Circus Tent, opens at Disneyland. The act features George Keller, who is a college professor turned lion tamer, who has previously performed with the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. His jungle killers include African lions, tigers, leopards, mountain lions, jaguars, black panthers, and even a cheetah. In 1967, Pirates Arcade Museum opens in New Orleans Square at Disneyland, featuring a collection of primarily one-of-a-kind arcade games with a buccaneer theme. The Arcade Museum is located next to what will be the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. In 1985, Clarence Nash, the voice of Donald Duck for over 50 years, passes away at 80 years old of leukemia in California. Clarence also appeared on What's My Line, hosted by John Daly in 1954. This is absolutely one of my favorite videos I've probably ever watched uh, from Disney history, so be sure to YouTube that clip. It's really great. Nash also voiced Daisy Duck, as well as Donald's nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. In 1986... WED Enterprises, which was first created in December of 1952 to oversee the design of Disneyland, is officially renamed to Walt Disney Imagineering. In 1993, Sharon M. Disney Lund, the second daughter of the late Walt Disney, passes away from complications of cancer at age 56. She had been the director of the Walt Disney Company so far since 1984. In 1998, for all you chocolate lovers out there, the Ghirardelli Soda Fountain and Chocolate Shop has its grand opening at the Downtown Disney Marketplace in Florida. And also in 98, construction officially began on the Rock and Roller Coaster at Disney MGM. 
In 2009, Disney Channel debuted their newest original TV movie, Dadnapped, to 4.6 million viewers. And also in 2009, Disney's Hollywood Studios celebrates the grand opening of its newest attraction, the American Idol Experience. Guest Park Vanessa Qualo, who was a 16-year-old from St. Petersburg, Florida, took home the first-ever dream ticket, given on a normal day of operation, with her rendition of No One by Alicia Keys. This is the first actual dream ticket was awarded on February 12th to Mark Ellis. Unfortunately, though, time marches on, and American Idol the Experience will meet its demise eventually and close on August 30th of 2014. In 2010, as of this day, the Walt Disney Company has operated longer without Walt Disney himself than it did with him. The company was founded on October 16th, 1923, and Walt passed away December 15th, 1966. And also in 2010, Starstruck, Disney Channel's 78th original movie, premiered with an audience of 6 million viewers. In 2012, Radio Rebel, a Disney Channel original movie starring Debbie Ryan, premieres. And 2014, the series finale of Good Luck Charlie, Goodbye Charlie, aired on the Disney Channel. And we end this week in Disney history D-heads with a lot of birthdays again around the Disney company. We're going to start out our birthdays this week with none other than Mrs. Walt Disney herself, Lillian Marie Bounds, being born in 1899. Moving on, we have Cesar Romero of Disney fame, as well as the Joker himself on Batman. Harvey Corman and Edgar Bergen both being born in Chicago, Illinois. Edgar being of Mickey and the Beanstalk fun and fancy free fame. Uncle Remus himself, James Basket. Ruth Clifford, who is the third voice of Minnie Mouse. Susan Egan, who is the original Belle of Broadway on Beauty and the Beast. And George Gavat, who is the voice of Tony of Tony's Restaurant in Lady and the Tramp wraps up our birthdays. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free to email me at Nathan at DizRadio.com. And as always, guys, have a great week and see you real soon. Get ready for all new episodes of the totally remixed Fill of the Future. See lunch, sweetie pie. Of the future. New episodes start next Saturday at 6 30 Central on Disney Channel. It's awesome! Hey, I'm Jonas Suotamo. I played Chewbacca alongside Peter Mayhew in Star Wars The Force Awakens, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey, D heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, D-Heads, I am back, and, you know, I'm here wrapping up gifts for Tyler's birthday today. Lots of fun. Yes, my big boy is turning six years old, so 
I'm excited. Yes, I'm a proud father, right? I mention it every single week here at the show. But thank you to the D team of Aaron and Nathan for stopping in here, sharing your signature segments, having that fun, making it magical for everybody, and take a break from me rambling on here. So remember, if you want to connect up with the D team, like Aaron and Nathan and all the team, be sure to stop by our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can connect up with the D-Team, drop them an email, connect up with them, and, you know, hey, they might chit-chat back and forth with you, and you never know when you're going to make a new magical friend. So thank you, Aaron and Nathan, for stopping in, and remember to connect up with them as well. So to keep the show going here, we have a fun show, lots of things on the horizon. Lisa Sims from Phil the Future and Snowbuddy stopping in here. I'm going to jump right back into news hot off the D-Wire, and this time... It's not so happy news. How about a man that was rescued by a Disney cruise ship is being charged with hacking the Boston Children's Hospital? Yes. Now, Disney might bring warm, fuzzy feelings. Everybody thinks magic and memories. After Martin Godsfield and his wife went missing, relatives and his employer started reporting them missing. Now, the FBI had been investigating him since October of 2014 when the agency searched for his house for evidence, leaking him to a cyber attack on a hospital. Now, according to the press release a few days ago, the FBI counterparts in the Bahamas contacted Boston's FBI to report that Godsfield was not a registered guest on a Disney cruise ship which rescued him at sea. Now, the case is linked to a custody case which garnered national attention in 2013 and 14 when they went to Boston Children's Hospital for the flu, having been previously diagnosed with a disorder. But the hospital disagreed with the diagnosis and instead claimed her pain and symptoms were a result of mental illness. Now, 14 months after the Department of Children and Families took custody, he said, I feel like a prisoner. Godsfield tweeted, feel the full unbridled wrath of Anonymous. Now, a cyber attack was launched against the hospital server that listed in the same post that day by Anonymous, and it had a variety of different things to it. I'm not going to go on and on about this, but let's just say Disney Cruise Ships was cruising along, doing what they do best. They saw somebody in distress, picked the man up out of water, and uh, what do you know? He may have been rescued, but now justice is going to be served. Now, moving along here, like I said, there's a couple of items that aren't Happy Fuzzies Disney News. Orlando Brown. Now, for some of you older Disney Channel fans out there, or I guess not older, you're still younger than me, but from the not-so-raven era of Disney Channel, you you D-heads out there, Orlando Brown has been arrested for hitting his girlfriend. Now, I'm not going to go too much into this, but it just seems that domestic abuse, I wanted to use this as it's not a good reason. It's not a good reason to hit anybody or anything else. Call authorities, get people in. I'm not going to preach too much about it, but let's just say... It's not the first time he's been in the news. Let's get to the happy things, because we all know I love to be positive here. It's not about bashing. It's not about negativity. You all know us here at Diz Radio love to be positive. And how about sharing your ears? Yes, hashtag share your ears. Now you can see photos of readers in the newsroom for Disney's Make-A-Wish donation. Now what does a million dollars in mouse ears look like? This week, Disney Parks will donate $5 to the Make-A-Wish for every photo of a Disney fan wearing Mickey Mouse ears that is shared on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the hashtag ShareYourEars. Now, the Disney donation will be capped at $1 million. Now, creative interpretations of the mouse ears are eligible, so you don't need an actual pair of Mickey Mouse ears to participate, but come on, 
all of us have our mouse ears, right? We're all mouseketeers in some way, shape, or form. But you could form your hands into circles, put them over your head, and that would count as well because it's for a good cause. It's for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Now, Disney is working with Facebook to allow people to change their profile photo to support the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Now, the details of precisely how the overlay will work is still being worked out, but the first Make-A-Wish experience was granted in 1980 at the Disneyland Resort. Now, since then, Disney has been part of more than 100,000 wishes with life-threatening illnesses, and in 2016, Disney is expected to grant more than 8,000 wishes as well. So go out there, go into your studio, go into your office, go into your home, and remember, hashtag, share your ears for Disney to donate $5 in your honor to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Now, moving right along here, let's just stay with the Magic Kingdom. Let's stay with Disney and places where you get your ears, and how about... Disney Street. Yes, Magic Kingdom and Disney World is going to get the Google Street View treatment. Yes, we all know Google Street View can come in handy when you're trying to check out a neighborhood, see things that, you know, you, you're looking for a building, you want to know what it looks like. But now it has been reported that someone wearing Google's signature photo capturing backpack was spotted walking around Disney World, which could mean that a visit to the Magic Kingdom could soon be on a way and just a mere click away. Now, right now, as you visit the Disney parks, you can visit online with Disneyland Paris and the Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris and other experiences. Now, those are very far away. But now with Google, you might be able to get in there and check out these parks right there with a click. Let's just say, I hope this happens because I love using Google Maps and checking this out. And sometimes, come on, we all do it. You're looking at the Walt Disney World Resort from the aerial view. You're trying to get your Disney fix. Well... Now it might be coming to Google Street View, coming to the Magic Kingdom. Now, pushing along here, let's get back to the Disney Channel. And how about Stuck in the Middle? Now, Stuck in the Middle is the all-new Disney Channel show that did premiere, and now it drew almost 2.81 million viewers. Yes, for starters, Disney Channel premieres are promoted as big events. Everybody knows this. Well, Stuck in the Middle, which aired on Valentine's Day, drew in 2.81 million. Now, Stuck in the Middle is a fantastic show. I did watch the premiere of it. It's very cheaper by the dozen, Brady Bunch-esque. Um, Life with Derek, Good Luck Charlie, you know, large family roles. It's fun. It's a great show. I highly encourage you to check it out. I mean, I'm not going to go on and on about the numbers and the stats, but come on, 2.81 million for the premiere of Stuck in the Middle on Valentine's Day. That's a good number. And finally, you know I like to keep the second part of the news a little bit shorter here. How about Chewbacca? Now, I'm not talking about Yuna Suatamo, who stopped in here recently here on Disney On Demand. I'm talking about the original Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew. And he tweets pages of original script daily. Yes, starting this week, Chewbacca actor Peter Mayhew will be tweeting out his original Star Wars Journal of the Will script on Twitter. Yes, to celebrate the beginning of Star Wars Episode 8 production, the actor tweeted he'll be posting the coffee-stained well-thumbed script on Twitter a few pages at a time. Now, the adventures of Luke Starkiller are taken from the Journal of Wills as George Lucas's first brainstorm of the film that would eventually become Star Wars Episode 4, and it reads very different than his final script. Now, Peter's script, along with Peter's Wookiee coffee thumbprints and other notes, are going to be tweeted every single day. So definitely follow him, get on board with it, and check it out. And finally, I gotta say, it just keeps it interactive and fun. Now, finally here, I did say that maybe Chewbacca was final, but I lied. There's still a final and a final final. And finally, we all gotta say goodbye to Gravity Falls here this week. It's sad to see it go. I love that show. You all know how Aaron from the D-Team and myself 
We loved Gravity Falls. My kids love Gravity Falls. Come on, I dressed up as Dipper for Halloween, right? I mean, we all loved Gravity Falls, but we had to see it go this week, so goodbye to Gravity Falls, and I gotta say, at least I got my toys in hand now. And finally, set your DVRs, D-heads. I'm not gonna talk too much about it because we've talked about it over the last couple of weeks, but Sunday night, February 21st, set those DVRs because remember, we have Disneyland's Diamond Celebration. The 60th anniversary is coming to ABC in a very special ABC television program. They're gonna have a variety of stars, music, special guests, and come on, Harrison Ford giving us that first look at Star Wars additions in the Disney parks. So definitely set your DVR for this coming Sunday. This coming Sunday, February 21st, set those DVRs as well. So all VD heads, with that said, I'm gonna release the reins back to the D-Team because Cody's gonna take that stroll down the Hollywood Walk. We have Jason going deep into the vault here this week. We have Paige live from the Walt Disney World Resort with another magical music review. We have Randy taking it deep into this week's Disney Multimedia and so much more as we gear up for our very special guest, Lisa Sims from Snow Buddies and Phil of the Future, stopping in here very shortly. So as I release the reins to the D-Team, Go back in time, maybe if you're me, to those special days of the Disney Channel with Lisa Sims from Phil of the Future. Everybody knows Disney Channel plays a huge role in many of our lives. If you're a Disney Channel uh, viewing household, Disney Channel is just always on in your household. So let's go back to that time of my youth into the 80s when Disney Channel was the channel for you that brought the magic, the laughter, and all kinds of smiles. Take it away, team, and next time I'm back, I'm going to have Lisa Sims here in the studio with me for all of you D-heads.
Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Well, all right, all you D-heads out there, it's been another great week so far. Hope everyone's is going good. Mine's looking like it's about to get snow covered again for a little bit before it starts to warm up this weekend, so, eh, a little bummed, but at least it's the nice, pretty, fluffy snow. This week on Disney On Demand, we have Lisa Sims, who most of you will probably recognize her as Barb or Phil's mom from Phil of the Future. A little TV show that aired from 2006 to 2008. She's been in a few other things, uh, Snow Buddies being one more title. She's also done a lot of theater work on Broadway. So why don't we go for a little Hollywood walk here, if you will, and uh, let's uh, discover a little bit more about Lisa Sims. Now, Lisa here is originally, she was born and raised in Colorado, the southern part of the state there, and she's the sixth the number six she's sixth out of nine children in her family she started off her acting career doing plays at the age of 13 doing plays such as other people's money bye bye birdie among other titles mame few others that she did throughout her young life there until she got graduated high school and that's where the real fun started uh where she started doing some broadway and she was also part of the original cast of the Los Angeles, California production of Beauty and the Beast. Now, this isn't to be confused with the animated Disney classic that would come out a few years later. This is the actual play that she did with the group, A Chorus Line, which she did from 1986 to 1988. This was a global, global thing. So she's she's already seen the world at this point, and also in 1988, she performed for Ronald Reagan at the White House. You know, we're only a couple years out of high school here, and we've already seen the world, and we've met the President of the United States at the time. So we're not doing half bad here. Right? Right now. Once she started to get onto the screen, she's uh, performed in films such as Dragonfly to be one of her more well-known ones that she was in, performed alongside Kevin Costner. How's that for name dropping? And as well as Marie Osmond, just to name a few. So that's not it's not bad company right there on her resume as well. So looks like she's getting quite around. Now anything that I mentioned and you're still like, nah, that face still I know it from somewhere, but it's still not clicking. Well, she also had a recurring role in The Young and the Restless as Connie Wayne, and she also made appearances in iCarly, Days of Our Lives, Star Trek Voyager, among many other television sh series that are out there. Not only has she done Broadway and she's done the TV shows and the films, she did a lot of commercials as well, and she's probably told you to pop an Advil or take some Maalox or some Tums. Those are a few that she's been recognized in mostly she's been in a lot of others uh shredded wheat the cereal which is a personal favorite of mine I'd like to thank my grandfather for that pass that on to me not after the commercials but along with the commercials that she's also done uh, most a lot of people would kind of probably recognize her from the home and garden network where she hosted and co-hosted on a few shows as an interior designer that's right on top of everything else she does she's got a an eye for design, if you will. Credits to her parents. So she was on Desperate Spaces where she co-hosted that, where you're 
given a certain amount of money, I believe it was $2,500 it looks like, to renovate a room in a family's residence. That's all you have. You have a certain amount of time to do it, so that's what she did with that. She loves renovating and is renovating the house she's living in now. She's also renovated a house that her parents are living in. So whether you can't figure out what to take for that pesky headache that you've had all day, or you can't decide what color to paint your walls in your living room, or if you're just looking for some futuristic motherly advice, Lisa Sims is probably the one to ask with her bright and cheery personality along to go along with it. So that's going to do it for me this week, D-Heads. I'll see you again next week. And now, why don't I send you over to Jonathan, who's with Lisa. Have a good one, D-Heads. Get ready for all new episodes of the totally remixed Fill of the Future. He's Boyfriend. I, I mean, your friend. It's a boy. I'm your girlfriend. I, 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 I mean, a girl who, who's a friend. Phil of the Future. New episodes start next Saturday at 6.35.30 Central on Disney Channel. Goodbye. Lights. Camera. Action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, often those are times when you're sitting in front of your television, you're hanging out with your family, and with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of you. You know her from a variety of different things, like the dentist, Dragonfly, as well as everybody knows, Phil of the Future for all of you Disney fans, Days of Our Lives, and so much more. We have none other than Lisa Sims here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thanks so much, Jonathan. I'm happy to be here with everyone. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody with your resume, so many different things under your belt. Like I said, from Days of Our Lives, uh, Snow Buddies. I mean, so many different items here. I guess the one th- way that I always like to start it off, and I know some of our listeners are probably rolling their eyes because I love to start it this way. What took you down the road of acting for a career? Oh, gee, that's a good question. Well, I started out wanting to be a ballerina actually. But I came from a family who all sang and danced and played instruments and uh, were very um, creative. And, uh, you know, throughout junior high and high school, those are things that I did. And when I went off to become a dancer, I realized it was a little too limiting and I wanted to continue singing and dancing as well. So it was just sort of in the stars for me, I think. Well, you know, and it's one of those that continued on. It's fruitful for you. You know, your face is everywhere, whether it's commercials, television, you know, you know, it. everybody is one of those where you're flipping through the channels. You're like, I know her from this and I know her from that. And I guess I might as well just jump right into it for the Disney fans first is a uh, fill of the future. And everybody loves that show ended way earlier than it needed to. I guess, how did you land the role on that show? show and what were your thoughts of the initial script for this you know kind of zany disney channel sitcom oh that's fun well you know it it was zany it was actually even zanier at at its inception because fans may not know there was a period of time when i was um i could be taken apart into pieces i was somewhat of a robot mom (laughs) (laughs) and and when i did the audition there was this section where I, I had to lose control of my body, and I know that my dancing background is probably what booked me the job because I was able to be very, uh, you know, out of control of my body as if my body was breaking down as a robot might break down. So we actually shot three episodes where uh, my head was removable and I could be passed in a suitcase 
<laughs> and they they changed things shortly after that for uh, several reasons, and uh, I became the mom that everybody knows, and it was just a it was a ball. I loved. I was very excited to do it. I loved the cast immediately. We just bonded so so very quickly. We also bonded with our crew. We had just a spectacular crew. Our writers were just dreams. Our directors. We just it was really one of those special special moments in this business where. Everything kind of falls into place beautifully. Well, you know, and, you know, like you said, it's one of those where it was a great show. It was really zany. And um, it was a time during Disney Channel, I will say, you know, almost 10 years ago now, you know, since that show ended. Um, you know, I guess with that, too, it, it really brought back that, I guess, that fun child sitcom because it had something that I feel many, you know, kids sitcoms and family sitcoms missed for so many years. Now, is there one episode, you know, looking back at this or two that were your absolute favorites to date, whether that was filming it or the way things were on the set or just the story? Well, absolutely. My top tip top favorite was Greenania, where I got a disease from the future where my personality turned upside down. And uh, so not only was that fun uh, turning green, but actually going from this wonderful, precious, beautiful mom to this just vicious, angry <laughs> gal was really fun. That was just fun to do as an actress. Um, yeah, that one stands out to me. Now, I guess with working on this show, um, you know, all these years later, like I said, you know, 10 years since that show ended, um, did you ever think that it would still remain this popular? Because, you know, looking back at many of the fans, people are still clamoring and wondering what happened to Phil and his family. The show ended so abruptly and, you know, people love waiting for it to show in reruns, even still on Disney Channel. You know, I don't think we had any idea. I certainly didn't have any idea, except certainly knowing that Disney has just such a tremendous fan base, and you couldn't have better fans. But as an actor and as a cast, I don't think we had any sense that it would be, um, you know, loved so much. And it, it's funny because literally about two weeks ago or more, we were at a friend's uh, reopening of their bakery, and so a young man in the bakery came over and said, you're the mom from Phil of the Future. And it still stuns me that that happens very, very frequently. And I have to say, there's something about the fans of that show that I just find uniquely gracious and thoughtful and kind. And they know exactly how to approach us and exactly what to say and exactly when to walk away. It's been a ball uh, on that side of it. I always said Disney fans are the very best fans. Maybe because, you know, you, you take in these shows in childhood, and so they're they're bigger than life to you. And to see someone that you know from a show like Disney seems like an enormous, thrilling experience. And our our fans, to this day, treat us magnificently. Well, you know, and, it you know, it's like you said, Disney fans, they, they definitely know how to approach and to, you know, really carry on the legacy of something. And with that, too, I guess, you know, uh, one more thing about Phil of the Future here is do you ever run into any of the cast even to this day, you know, from time to time or keep in contact with anybody? Oh, absolutely. I ran into Craig, my husband on the show, uh, just last week at an audition. We run into each other frequently. I was supposed to have lunch with Amy. My daughter on the show, Kim, um, about a month ago, and she ended up having car trouble and couldn't make it, but we'll make that happen soon. So we do, and JP and I stay in touch, and uh, Ricky as often as we can. He's a little bit more long distance, but this this was really a cast that bonded, so we do 
we do keep the circle going. We loved each other and still do. Well, you know, I guess in keeping with Disney, of course, one of those, you know, with all the cold weather on the East Coast right now. And how about Snow Buddies and being part of that as well? Because the Buddy franchise is another one of those uh, Disney franchises that have gone on and on with so many different incarnations. Uh, what was it like being part of, you know, something that's part of that Buddy franchise that is now being passed on generation to generation, child to child? Well, it's really touching to be a part of something like that. Robert Dent, the creator and director of that series, is really quite a creative genius in my book, and he was a absolute pleasure to work with under the worst of circumstances. As you can imagine, a movie called Snow Buddy, you are in snowy, snowy conditions, and we were. We were in blizzard conditions uh, shooting, which was, you know, we really became a band of brothers during that shoot because we had no access to the outside world for several days in the, in the very beginning of it. And then even when we did, we had to get down the mountain and um, have access to the outside world. It was really tricky. But because, of you know, any time a shoot is difficult, I think the cast and crew tends to be even closer because you're all each other has. And I'm really proud of that movie. I'm proud that it comes out every year and audiences are renewed to those uh, sweet stories. And um, I had a ball. That was probably one of my all-time favorite shoots with that movie. Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those that people do pass on. And, you know, you know, my children have grown up watching it as well. And everybody loves it. And I guess with, you know, these kind of films like Snow Buddies and Fill the Future and items like that, um, do you ever catch yourself flipping through the channels and if they're on? Do you ever just stop and pause at least for a second and watch yourself, or are you uh, too uh, self-critical and you just want to bypass it? <laughs> well, I no, I don't mind seeing it. I think it's fun to see, you know, what we've done in the past. I, it's more, more likely than not, I have friends call who say, I heard you in the other room, and I was like, why is Lisa here? And then I, they realize I'm on TV and the kids are watching. <laughs> so that's, that's more likely to happen than me coming across it. Others will call and say, I thought you were standing in my living room. I couldn't figure it out. And I walked in and you were on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, aside from just, you know, things like that where the children are watching it, you know, you've been part of so many other things from Grey's Anatomy, Bones, and of course, Days of Our Lives. How big of a shift is it going from, you know, zany, uh, you know, family-friendly comedies to Dogs in the Snow to a little more serious, you know, soap-based kind of television? Well, I did um, actually Young and the Restless for eight years when I first moved here. I played Victor Newman's secretary, and I... The, the beautiful thing about soap opera work is that it's so fast and constant. You are in front of, you know, four cameras every day, three to four cameras every day, uh, just doing your craft. So there really is no better place in many ways to just do the work and get those muscles really strong in terms of on-camera work. Um, but I did come from a musical theater background. And, you know, I think any actor will tell you, and I could be wrong, that one serves the other. You know, you need to be able to be very grounded and very real to pull off the zany, usually. Those those are the greatest actors that we love. You know, Jim Carrey's brilliant because you believe him doing those crazy things. And then when he does something serious, it sort of astounds you, you know. And that's the joy of what we get to do, to use every muscle and every emotion in our arsenal and, and bring them up. I mean, I've been lucky because I've had the opportunity to do both. Recently, I had a very serious role on Castle. And it was such fun to play that other side of the spectrum. But my career has been pretty balanced between the two. I did L.A. Dragnet years ago. and um, I did a, a beautiful arc on Grey's Anatomy this year. And, and then last year I did, you know, or earlier this year, my uh, my Odd Couple show aired, you know, which was the other side. But that's, that's an actor's dream to get to do all angles. That's really fun. 
Now, you know, like you said, you know, being able to hone in on this and do all angles and use all those muscles too, how different is it shooting, you know, on a film or a sitcom like Phil of Future as opposed to, you know, doing soap operas, like you said, where it's very fast paced? I guess, how do, how are those differences? I mean, is it really just a script is thrown in your hand on a soap opera, you're ready to go? Or uh, I guess, how do they vary? Well, you know, that's a really good question. It really depends on whether a show is single camera or multi camera. And a film is always typically single camera, or there may be secondary unit shooting. So single camera work, um, you are rehearsed the scene before you shoot it, usually. You come in, they set the, you know, you rehearse the scene, actors walk away, they set the lights, you come back, you shoot the scene. Now you rehearse the next scene, and it goes on like that. Multiple camera, you rehearse throughout the week, and then shoot it all at once at the end of the week. Um, you have a live audience typically in a multiple camera. When you come from the musical theater world, that's a nice entry into television because you're used to having a live audience sort of return energy to what you're outflowing. Um, so each one kind of has its own unique aspect, and uh, there's something to learn about every single one. I can't now. I'm sorry, Jonathan. I kind of forgotten the trajectory of your question. <laughs> no, I, I mean, overall, you you did uh, kind of tackle that, but I was also saying just, uh, you know, how do they vary in differences between doing a soap opera and, you know, doing a sitcom with the live audience or a soap opera, just fast-paced, toss the script in your hand, and, uh, you know, uh, what were those differences? Those are the differences, I guess. You get a little more time to rehearse uh, a multi-camera. Now, soap opera world is very fast. You go in, you rehearse, you shoot the scene, rehearse the next day, you shoot the scene. But that's wonderful. That's just terrific to have to work so quickly on your feet. And the people that work in that world are the top-notch professionals. They know exactly how to get you an emotion when they need it. They know how to be an open channel. Um, so that kind of comes with its own practice and its own reward. And um, Phil of the Future was single camera. So we would rehearse, which was I love. We would rehearse each scene and then shoot the scene right after we rehearsed it. So it's very fresh, you know. Um, but I, it took me a long time to get used to not shooting in front of a live audience. Being a theater girl, there are great advantages to hearing the laugh when you say, tell the joke versus in single camera. You don't necessarily hear the laugh. You have to expect the laugh and keep going. And sometimes your crew gives you a little bit of it, but they can't be in the way of the scene and the sound. So it's just a slightly different technique, but you learn how to do it like everything else. Well, you know, I guess with that, too, you know, another element that, you know, you have from your career, because you've been part of so many different things, like I said, so many different television shows, movies, and, you know, even being, you know, uh, you know, co-hosts on television shows that are, you know, uh, with interior design. But I guess that also leads to commercials and doing a commercial, which is entirely different. But at the same time, it solidifies you into everybody's home all the time. I mean, when, you know, kids are saying, I want to buy Jenga, right away they're thinking, all right, you're the one that pitched that idea to them. <laughs> I guess that's true. You know, actors love commercials because it's a, a nice, balanced um, life. If you get enough commercials going, you've got a nice paycheck coming in, honestly. But I, I like the world a lot. It's very social in terms of the audition process. It keeps you very busy. Uh, it keeps you using your chops, you know, day in and day out as you audition for these things. Um, I haven't thought about, you know, being in everybody's house every day, but that's true. That's one of the beautiful advantages of it. I loved doing the design shows that I hosted. I hosted a show for eChannel, the style network called Area, and I hosted Desperate Spaces on HGTV. And I loved doing those shows because I was myself in those shows. And that was new, you know, um, and very rewarding 
to get to do it. And then I got to use another side of my creativity because interior design is a big love of mine. So those were really fun to do. Well, you know, I guess, you know, with that, you know, we've covered so many different things from your career and, um, you know, all different aspects. And people have seen you in so many different things. Like I said, the Disney fans always clamoring for the future. And, you know, we don't want to keep you too long. But if anybody is looking to, I guess, get into this business, whether that's uh, commercials or movies or television, what would be some kind of advice that you'd be able to give to them if they're aspiring? You know, they grew up watching Phil the Future, watching you on there, and now this is something they want to pursue. Well, the advice I always give is if you have a passion to anything, chase that passion. And that just means if you have a chance to perform in something local, perform in something local. Just do what brings you joy. If you're following your joy in life, life pretty much takes care of itself. And and I've been very, very uh, blessed in that way. I just did it because there was nothing else I wanted to do more. It was like breathing. I had to do it. And I know a lot of young people like that. And I'd say if that's that's what's happening to you, and you can't help but do it, and it fills your every cell in your body with joy, then you just keep doing it. And, and doors will suddenly open, and you'll be guided to the right path that will get you there. I think it's kind of its own perfect magic. If you're in your joy the doors come to you. Definitely. Well, you know, I guess we'd like to thank you for stopping in, chatting with us so much more. Now, for all the fans who are fans of Lisa, all your works, everything you've done, is there anything you want to leave out there, some final words out there for all of your fans of Phil of the Future, Snow Buddies, Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, you name it. Is there anything you'd like to leave out there for all your fans? Well, I'm so grateful to the fans, particularly those that um, so graciously compliment me in life and offer sweet kindnesses as I go throughout my day. You're very appreciated. There's, there is no business if we didn't have the people on the other side of that camera or the other side of that film. And um, so grateful to all those that feel inspired by it and ignited by it. And um, just really grateful for all those out there watching and sending such good thoughts my way. Thank you. Very, very appreciated. Well, thank you, Lisa, once again for stopping in. And I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more of you in the upcoming uh, you know, months, years, and so much more. And of course, for all of our Disney fans out there, thanks for the memories and those sitcoms and movies as well. And thanks for taking time today and stopping in with all of us. My pleasure, Jonathan. You do a great job. Everybody loves you. Thanks a lot.
My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where all of our renewable energy runs at 1.21 gigawatts. The future isn't something Walt Disney ever shied away from. Heck, he has a whole land devoted to it, and even better, a half of a theme park engrossed in it. So it isn't a surprise that many Disney movies and television programs revolve around the notion of the future. This week's guest is no stranger to that ideal. Liz Sims comes to us from a great Disney Channel show called, yeah, you may have heard of it, Phil of the Future, where she plays Barbara Diffie, Phil's mom. So in honor of always moving forward, we're going to look at the 2005 DVD release of Phil of the Future, Gadgets and Gizmos. For those unfamiliar with the great show, Phil of the Future is a live-action comedy about a 15-year-old boy named Phil, duh, who happens to be, well, literally, the teen heartthrob of tomorrow. See, the Diffies are actually from the year 2121, but don't tell anyone. It's hard enough to be accepted in the Homeowners Association, let alone being told they're from the future. How did this everyday futuristic family make it to our time? Easy, they took a time travel vacation. I bet they didn't have to worry about their DVC points, now did they? In sitcom fashion, they are all stranded in our time, eagerly awaiting a way back home. What is a family of the future to do? Well, Barb and Lloyd would rather keep quiet and wait, but it's inquisitive Phil and his mischievous sister Pim that have other ideas that of discovery. With the help of his boyish charms and futuristic gadgets, Phil gains a friend in Keeley who helps him overcome the most difficult hurdle in life, high school. Even Pim's wizard can't even help them. Throw in Curtis the caveman? Yes, a caveman. And you have the recipe for a successful Disney Channel show. That in a nutshell is Phil of the Future. The only DVD that has been released is this four-issue culmination, which is sad considering what a great show the Disney Channel had on its hands. The four episodes you would receive when getting this DVD are Double Trouble, in which Phil and Pim must face their respective bullies, Age Before Beauty, in which Keeley discovers that wanting to be older before your time can have unexpected consequences, and the love from your teacher. <sighs> My way, Phil helps Keeley overcome her fears, while Pim must understand the real responsibility of life, and Team Diffie, a previously unreleased episode which was later aired on the channel, in which the Diffies may have found a ride home, only if Phil will help their relative Andy pull off the biggest prank in Pickford history. Along with the four episodes, you will receive a few bonus features. First off, audio commentary by Rick Ullman, Phil himself, on the unaired episode. Secondly, you receive the 2121 Fall Cyber Catalog. It's just as it sounds. It's a virtual JCPenney catalog of all the futuristic gadgets found on the show. Each item has about a 20 to 40 second clip showing their usage from the show. You can play all and watch it in its entirety, all about five minutes long. As you can see, there's not much there. And that's truly unfortunate. 
There has not been any word recently if the entire series will be placed on DVD or Blu-ray for that matter. Again, unfortunate. You would think that they would have at least placed the pilot episode or the original movie, but no. All you get is these four episodes, but we should be thankful for what we get. We do have a great keepsake of a program that was gone too soon. Here's still hoping that we will see some type of box set from any of our favorite Disney Channel programs. You can all be rest assured that when the Kim Possible box set arrives, and Rufus and I are hoping with all our might that this comes soon, that you will hear all about it here first. So, I will place this under T for 22nd Century Man, and I will see you again next week with a new blue for you to view with me here in the vault. You can always drop me a line down here. It does get kind of lonely. Emails are welcomed. Jason at DizRadio.com. Pretty simple. I'll answer them all. So until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a century ahead and always deep inside of you. Witnesses on the scene. These guys. It wasn't me. I gave up pranking. Come, Phil. Maybe it was somebody else. Well, it would have to be an exact replica of Kyle. Is there an exact replica of Kyle, Mr. Diffie? No, it's him. Then, Mr. Speckle, consider yourself expelled. Afternoon, folks. Thought I'd stop by and say hi. For the first time ever? Why the uniform, Kyle? I'm in military school now, sir. So, Kyle, this must be Petunia. Petunia? No, this is Christy. Christy Petunia? No. Uh, Are you guys talking about Petunia Smuck? Yes. (laughs) She's a hog. Really? Because I heard she likes you. She does? Later. Kyle! We're doomed. Oh, don't worry, sweetheart. Love has a way of making everything all right. I'm sure glad I'm not you guys. Hey, this is Ryan Malgarini from Freaky Friday, How to Get Fried Worms, and the new upcoming project, The Young Kieslowski. And you're listening to Disney On Demand.
Now on Diz Radio, it's Brandy, giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Brandy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on DizRadio.com. Hey D-Heads, if you're familiar of the running games on Android and iOS games like Temple Run, and are a big huge fan of the movie Tron, the legacy, or even the, the classic movie, well I have some interesting news to share with you. It's called Tron Run Slash R. This is a third person running game and set in the movie Tron. The game will also have tasks players to breeze through courses as quickly as they can while switching between sprinting, wall climbing, riding a cycle bike, yes you heard me, riding a cycle bike on level 2 as you get into the game, and hovering with a digital wings. All these wonderful special features, graphics, just the same feel as you would play in the movie Tron. This level has over 32 levels and if you are on the stream platform you have additional movie mo- of movie mode versions where it remixes the previous stages that you completed and put them all together as one and it's also now available for the PlayStation 4 gaming platform, Xbox One, PC gaming, and as well stream platforms. It will cost you about $20, but this is a worth it if you're loving all the running games like Temple Run, Temple Run 2, a must game to download and share with all your friends who love Tron. Well, this is Randy signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. Our world is in danger. We need a savior to challenge the system and start the evolution. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. This week, I thought I'd pull out a soundtrack that I just think is lots of fun. As most of you know, I'm currently working at the Walt Disney World Resort as part of the college program, which means I have the coolest boss ever, Mickey Mouse. He hasn't been on screen much as of late outside of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, but then I thought of this sometimes overlooked gem. Grab your hats and swords as we are headed to France to look at Mickey, Donald, Goofy in The Three Musketeers. Released in 2004, The Three Musketeers features Mickey and the gang in France during the 1850s. The music for this film was written by Disney vet Bruce Roden, whose credits include Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, Rescuers Down Under, and the music for Spaceship Earth, which we covered in my second Magical Music Review back in 2013 on show 48. Most of the songs are sung by the troubadour voiced by Rob Paulson, who was a guest on our show back in 2012. You can check out his interview on show number 18 in the archives, as well as Mr. Broughton's. Alrighty, enough of my chatter, and let's get to the music. Hop on a horse and follow me to France as we take a look at the music from the 2004 Disney animated film, Mickey, Donald, Goofy, in The Three Musketeers. Of the seven songs on the soundtrack, four of the songs are sung by Rob Paulson. He sings the opening song, All for One, which brings in the theme of the film by incorporating the motto often said by the Musketeers. A light-hearted little number, it serves as the perfect introduction to our movie. The troubadour is joined here by a choir of Musketeers, and if you're watching the film, you'll notice they all bear a striking resemblance to everyone's favorite goof. 
As with the other songs in the film, the melody is inspired by a pre-existing piece of music. In the case of this number, it is inspired by the can-can. Take a listen and see if you can hear it. The film's villain and Mickey's reoccurring villain since 1928 is Pete's way of expressing his goals as the captain of the guard, hoping to become the king of France. With the melody inspired by an 1867 piece written by Edvard Gregg in the Hall of the Mountain King, it's a great song for Pete. I was born to cheat and lie. I'm a mean, rotten guy. When you ask me why I'm nasty, here's my reason why. At that store delivery, Mommy screamed, Woe is me! Such a dork! Hey, Mr. Stork, behold my misery! Pete is ghastly, Pete's a blob, Pete's a nasty, naughty slob! Janet's sister, I'm the mister who will get the job! So I'm nasty, I'm no good, I'll be king! Knock on wood, I'll impress you, though I'm just a common dolly hood! If you can't be loved, be feared, don't get shoved, sheep get shared. Be the king, pull the strings or else you might get speared. I'm so happy I could dance, seize my chance, I'll advance. Come and cheer me, love and fear me, Petey's king of France. <laughs> Come and cheer me, love and fear me, Petey's king of France. Why'd the music stop? Our last song for today is sung by the troubadour while Minnie is walking through the garden. Inspired by Dance of the Green Flutes from the Nutcracker and the Romeo and Juliet Fantasy Overture from Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet, Love So Lovely is a beautiful number foreshadowing the romance that awaits Minnie later in the film. A beautiful number. Take it away, troubadour. Just around the corner seeking you Happy love is tripping lightly into view Hiding in the hedgerows, sneaking up on tiptoes Lost first kisses blissfully about to capture you Just around the corner wafting close Love is creeping nearer than you might suppose So sit still and wait now, let love choose your fate now Take a pause, don't run because it's right behind you Let love find you, yeah. 
you into mush when yours a bullseye you'll get hit by short and sweet with that my time is up i hope you've all enjoyed this week's magical music review feel free to connect with the dean team on the dwire discussion page on facebook or me at page at disradio.com with any comments suggestions or questions that's p-a-i-g-e at disradio.com until next time dheads all for one and one for all see ya envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that Hi there, this is Robert Vince, the director of Snow Buddies. One of the biggest challenges in making this film was attempting to recreate the cold Alaska winter in Vancouver, British Columbia. Many of the scenes were shot on Hemlock and Seymour Mountain, which don't get nearly as cold as a remote Alaska town. So we had to utilize the magic of visual effects to create the illusion of cold and perilous weather. As well, a lot of the puppies' close-ups that you see in the movie are actually shot inside the studio. It's a lot more practical to do it this way, and a lot more comfortable for the cast and crew. What we did was build sets from scratch inside the studio, adding trees, hills, artificial snow, to make it all seem like the real thing. One example of this is the scene at the end of the movie when Adam says goodbye to the buddies. While the shots involving the human actors were shot on top of Hemlock Mountain, the close-ups on the puppies were done entirely at the studio. There are a lot of other scenes in the movie as well where we recreate the cold, snowy outdoors inside the studio. One of my favorite scenes is when Butterball gets his tongue stuck to an icicle. We had to shoot that in the stage, and of course we couldn't actually stick Butterball's tongue to an icicle, so we had to create an animated tongue with visual effects. Another challenging visual effect involved creating the illusion that a cargo plane, which was actually sitting in an airport hangar, was flying through the air. And not only that, we had to make the ice cream container slide down the loading ramp and plummet to Earth. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand! Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, I am back once again, all of you D-Eds, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Lots of fun things from the D-Team as we had Aaron, Nathan, Cody, Page, Jason, and Randy all stopping in here. And I want to extend that very special thank you once again 
to our very special guest, Lisa Sims. Thank you, Lisa, for stopping in, chatting with us, taking that trip down memory lane. Phil of the Future was a fantastic show. Young and the Restless, so many different projects you've been part of and passing on to generations throughout our Disney family. So thank you, Lisa, for stopping in, chatting with us, and I know we're going to be flipping through those channels and seeing you on a variety of different commercials. I'd also like to thank the D-Team, as I already mentioned, with Aaron, Nathan, Cody, Paige, Jason, and Randy, all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without them, as I say every single week, you'd have to listen to me ramble week in and week out. And come on, that would get really tiring and really boring. So thank you to the D-Team for stopping in. And remember to connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Connect up with the D-Team. Shoot them an email. Drop them a line. They want to hear from you. And like I've mentioned before, they won't bite, but they may nibble. So definitely connect up with the D-Team. And finally, yes, you know it's coming. I say it every single week. Thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason. Coming back at you for the last six years, bringing you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. You are the reason that we continue to keep the show going. You spread the word. You love our show, and you know, it's you. It's you, the D-Heads. You are the reason. So thank you for allowing us to bring this show to you every single week. So all of you D-Heads out there, with that said, next week we have some fun ones on the horizon. But before I jump into my hints as to clue you in as to who's going to be here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also join our Diz Radio Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and so much more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, quirky, magical little show. And remember, if you want to get the latest shows on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, your tablet, you can always do that just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your device to listen to as soon as they get available. So go there, subscribe, iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and get those as soon as they are released. And remember, you can find all of this information on our official website at DizRadio.com. DIZRadio.com. So, all VD heads, with all that out of the way, next week we're going to go to the savannah. We're going to go to, you know, the African village. Now, that's pretty wide in the Disney spectrum, but we're also going to go to a place that's small and tiny, and it's called a television in your home. See if you can piece it all together and see where we'll be venturing next week. So, all VD heads, with that said, I'm about to go celebrate. Tyler's sixth birthday, so I'm going to step out here, celebrate the birthday with one of my children here, and we're going to have some fun, celebrate his birthday, make it magical, and I want you to do the same. Remember, as I always say, we get busy, life gets crazy, slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-heads, have a fantastic weekend, and make the magic happen. Still run through your mind Oh, I remember 
just my old friend and me running through an open field the way it used to be the feeling that our hearts could just take wings we could live out all our dreams the journey there was never far away but like a dream come true still inside of you the secret of tomorrow is to live your dreams today remember the night remember the feeling remember the magic in our lives you opened up my Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.